Okay, all right, welcome. Hello, everyone. This is Representative Dan Miller. Thanks for joining us on On the Table. We are doing our special Disability and Mental Health Summit Primer Series, uh, which brings us to another special guest, someone who will be joining us at the summit. We're very glad to have Representative Mike Schlossberg. Mike, thank you for being back here a second time. Dan, it's always a pleasure to talk to you, frequently a pleasure to talk to you, sometimes a pleasure to talk to you. <laughs> well, you know, and look, as you're our first like returning guests. So it's really a pleasure to talk to me is what yes, you're Yes, it, it totally is. And since we last saw you, you now you have a promotion. That's right. right what so. was I? It was that's right. It was, we, were, we were in our leadership office as administrator at the time. And uh, for those of you who are listening for the first time, Dan and I were elected practically together with Dan three months later, and then we're certainly elected to leadership together. So Yeah, it is kind of funny for that. But, you know, Mike got a promotion. And, and now, Mike, the, the, when we did the last uh, version of On the Table, uh, we were in a different location. We now, were. How about this? This is nicer. Yeah. The majority is much better than the minority. We are yeah. we finding that out. This week, as we're recording, this is the first real week of session. And this is the first week of, oh, this is the majority. And it's it's uh, it's much more fun. It's exciting. It's much more impactful. And we're down here in, in a brand new location, which comes complete with a green wall, which we're very proud of. Uh, yep. And also chairs that randomly like lower. So, so I have that to look forward to. Just so you know. That's you, nice. Mike is like so much taller than me right now sitting <laughs> down. But you'll, we'll see who shrinks first. Right? <laughs> so that's good. And uh, anyhow, Mike, we're glad to have you today. We're also glad to have you, obviously, on May 11th mm -hmm. at our Bethel Congregation Disability and Mental Health Summit. Uh, and we've talked a little bit before, but you are a speaker who will be joining us. And we thank you for that to talk a lot about your work with the Behavior Health Commission. Absolutely. I and mean, I'm looking forward to it for something that's very important, obviously, very timely. Uh, the Behavioral Health Commission was actually one of the most interesting experiences that I've had the opportunity to participate in as a member of the legislature. And let me put that put a pin in that just for a second, because I want to talk about why it was so interesting. But I obviously have to explain what it was, because unless you're, you know, 0.001% of Pennsylvania, you don't know what the Behavioral Health Commission was. Yeah, that's our audience. That's so probably. Yeah, I'm out. going with that. Yeah. Um, in. The last budget, we allocated $100 million in one-time federal funding for adult behavioral health use. Now, my plan was $100 million in recurring funding that was going to be spent, we called it Hope for PA, was going to be spent along a series of programs. Um, appropriation staff, to their credit, was former Chairman Stan Saylor was like, look, we want to spend this money. We're not doing recurring, which I wish he had, but that's fine. But he said, instead of spending it in your plan, we're going to set up a commission, 24 experts, and we're going to have this commission devise a report. And that was a much better idea. It was, and that's the interesting part, because I quickly, you know, not I look. I tried my best with the plan based on my experience, and I think the plan, a lot of components of my plan, were in the final commission report, but a lot weren't. And the commission yeah. report was a vast improvement over what I had put together on my own, and I'm really grateful we leaned on experts. So we've yeah. got this hundred million dollar report, divides up money basically into three pots: uh, building service capacity, workforce development, and criminal justice. And we now need to get that report through the legislature. Yeah, and that's what we're going to be. I know in particular, I think we're only going to be able to focus on two out of the three uh, during the time that we have on May 11th. Yep. Um, I know the uh, criminal justice will be uh, part of that for sure. Um, and uh, just so uh, on that uh, bucket in particular, the criminal justice, is there a particular thing that stood out to you about what we definitely need to be talking about and addressing? So 
the report, and I don't know what the final product's going to be, but the report calls for a variety of line items, uh, pretrial services, diversionary courts, uh, drug courts, mental health courts, potentially you could use that funding for, mm-hmm. as well as services for people who are incarcerated and services for people who are recently released so they don't wind up committing a crime and winding up back into prison. Uh, it's basically geared not just towards public safety, but towards helping these people who have committed crimes and served their time recover and lead a good and productive life. And that's the angle we're taking with this. Well, you know, I, I'm in a former life, I was a uh, public defender in Allegheny County, and easily 90% of the people who yeah, I ended yeah. up representing, there was mental health, there was addiction, substance, substance use, yep, and it uh, um, either one or, or, or both, right? And that's just a reality of yep. who our clients were. Absolutely. So, and then on access, obviously, is always a, a question that we got to try and uh, deal with here. It was a problem before the pandemic. <laughs> it's a problem at... Well, you at, said at the, press, yeah. at the press conference we did the other day, you don't want to go back to pre-pandemic. These issues were bad yeah. before COVID-19, and COVID-19 just took a mallet to all of our pre-existing mental health conditions, all of our pre-existing mental health problems in a huge way. Certainly worse among youth. It's worse among, it, it just got worse across the board. Well, you know, it's it's whether or not the uh, pandemic experienced caused or whether it revealed. Mm-hmm. The reality of it is, is the need is is clearly there. And I, it's, it's a good thing in a sense. Um, I, I wonder if you would agree. I, I do feel that while I haven't always been um, in love with how some have um, used mental health in conversations. Uh-huh. I, ha- I have been glad that more people are talking mental health. If from that perspective, the pandemic was really good for mental health. And again, now this is something I said at that press conference you and I did the other day, but I meant it. We've come a really long way in 10 years, like a really long way. Uh, in terms of how we talk about mental health. When I started talking about my own depression and anxiety issues, mm-hmm. I wrote a big op-ed and then it turned into a statewide op-ed. And it was this whole big formal media effort. And now we've got members who are just tweeting about their therapy appointments. Like it's right. changed so dramatically. And I'm, I don't mention myself there, but I mentioned that just to illuminate a broader point of how things have changed. Where I really see it the most is among my kids because mm. they talk about mental health and their friends talk about mental health in such a freer way than my generation did. You're not that much older than me, Dan, but certainly than your generation did. Like, it really changed dramatically. Well, I wonder to uh, think of um, uh, Senator Fetterman's... Uh, oh, yeah. Boy, did he do a service for... for and I, not, not that the poor man was trying to, but he, by being as public as he did, he unquestionably improved and saved lives. He did a great thing. Well, think how many before have had to hide mm-hmm. uh, any type of therapeutic uh, support in any way. Yep. And how even, um, you know, the, the hint of having, uh, of being in therapy meant that their political career was Done. over. Eagleton crying. Yep. It was the snow. I wasn't crying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So look, there's no doubt that I think the, the stigma, uh, your work and combined work, a lot of good uh, efforts that have come into play with it. Um, and now of course that we are talking more and talking in some ways better in relation to mental health, it does still show that the need question and how to match that to access yep. uh, has to be done. Absolutely. And that's what we're going to look to, forward to talking about on. And I am, I, this is, this is my topic. I'm always happy to talk. I'm looking forward to it. any excuse to go to Pittsburgh is a good thing. Even if I do have to sit in the car for a really, really long time. <laughs> you know, and I, I just got, I was in, uh, 
I was in Scranton. There you in go. Scranton. So, and that was like a four and a half hour trip or something. Yep. So I, it, I definitely appreciate it's about how long it is for me. Four and a half. <laughs> yes. Well, listen, uh, we appreciate on May 11th, our disability and mental health summit is back. Um, uh, Mike is going to be part of the fantastic morning program with a mental health focus. We do have a disability focus, which will be in the afternoon. You could check out more about our disability and mental health summit at DisabilitySummit.com. We look forward to it. Mike, thank you. My pleasure. Now, thank you for having we'll me see if on, Mike, the table. We'll, on the table. Will Mike be on the table a third time? We don't know. Could be. Thank you, Mike.